Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Today, we're going to give Paul everything he's always wanted. We're going to throw him a pity party. This is day 10. Welcome to the Journey Through Philippians podcast, where every day we set aside space in our lives to experience God's Word. Together, we'll discuss the context and meaning of each passage and how the book of Philippians can help us understand more about who God is and the story He's writing for each of us every day. All right, we're at day 10, wrapping up halfway through this journey through Philippians. Finishing up the week two, I'm here with Brendan Lang and Melissa Payne. Hello. Once again, you know them by now, hopefully. Yes. And today we're throwing a party. Brendan brought party favors. I did. You ready? One, two, three. (laughs) Wait, you guys are making that sound with your voice. (laughs) Brendan, I told you to get the ones with the sound maker in them. (laughs) These are just paper. They don't label those sorts of things on these Target ones. What are these called? I thought that they all made that noise. You would think. But they're called party blowers, but they don't have any sound in them. Have to make it with your mouth. Is that what it says there? Brendan. I'm going to try again. This is very disappointing. Yeah, so it's just... Yeah, that was disappointing. You said it was a pity party. That's kind of the... That is kind of a pity party. That's true. Well, speaking of parties, what's the best party you've ever been to? Melissa, what about you? Brendan, you get time. <laughs> You're like, Brendan, you, have you been invited Brendan, to a party? Brendan, you, a party? <laughs> you just like... <laughs> this Bre- question's just for Melissa. Well, I went to a really fun party last night. Last night? Yeah, it was last night. And it was for my brother. And it was an office-themed party party. Well, Ah. you can't beat that. I know. So it was the one where they throw Kelly a party, but uh, Jim and Dwight are in charge. Were you guys characters? No, but it was set up with the banner that says, it is your birthday, birthday. period. Mm -hmm. Like half-filled brown balloons. Yes, brown and uh, silver balloons. And there were actually Dundies there as well. Oh, really? Did Wes get all of the Dundies? Wes got all the Dundies, yes. So we... Was Wes the host of his own show? Too? He was not. That, Actually, his wife hosted it. That would be the it, so. fun surprise. Is you get the Dundies, but you also have to give them to you yourself. You have to create them for Wes yourself. Could do it. Yeah. But it was a really fun party because it was creatively themed. So that I enjoyed sounds it. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm really yeah. glad I missed the invite. Oh, I, man. I must have gotten lost in the mail. I think or it did. Like yeah. That. That's really weird. Sorry about that. Brendan, what's your best party that you've ever been to? Barn dance or party? Uh, I didn't know they were different. Please enlighten you didn't know. us. Wait, well, a barn dance is a type of party. Yeah. You have been Tyler. to a barn dance, by the way. You I, said, no, I haven't. Hun- you there went is to no way. In Kentucky. You have yeah, never, I've never been. been to a barn dance. Never. Why would I have been to a barn dance? Everybody's been. I mean, don't, come on. I don't know. I've definitely been to a barn dance. I'm from Tennessee. You're from Tennessee, <laughs> and you're from Iowa. <laughs> She's from Nashville. Right. That's where Tennessee is. <laughs> that's that's in Tennessee. It's. Nashville's a but you city. Lived, I'll, I'll tell you, talk to you about that later. You but lived in Kentucky. so I did for four years, but like... There were no barn dances? I didn't... Even for some, like fraternities or sororities? Like, no. You, you never, never dressed like farm Dressed team? up like... like not, on, not intentionally. Team? Did oh, you? Man. Oh, wait, you? Well, for the oh, you are right now. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I am not dressed up as a farmer today. He wore his overalls. <laughs> That he would wear on the farm. We, uh, I've been to several barn dances, but it was prom my sophomore year. <laughs> it wasn't our sophomore prom. It was, it was prom. <laughs> what is so funny about that? That's such a stereotype. Oh, my God. Why? That was prom. 
if you go to high school in Iowa, are all proms sophomore year in a barn? <laughs> it was prom. I was, look, the junior class puts it on for the juniors and seniors, and they elect sophomores to be like servers. It's like an honor. Wait, what so do you- So I was a server at our prom. What do you wear to this barn they, prom? They made, little suits, no. obviously. <laughs> and they made, denim overalls. <laughs> we did wear denim overalls. and I'd, We wore the, like the white undershirts, you know? Do you wear the bow tie with the overalls? We, the, the, that's not part of a farm theme. <laughs> this is not as funny as you guys. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I would say I probably went to more field parties than I did barn parties, but prom, that is a whole, like... It, it's a, a trend now. Are level. you kidding me? <laughs> you know how many people get married in barns now? Oh, I know. I'm fully aware. I'm sure you've... That's like the, I've never seen a prom <laughs> in a barn. It's a booming industry. <laughs> Buy a barn. You'll thank me later. Brendan, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. I am learning so much. All right, Brendan. By the time this podcast is done, you and me, we're going to a barn <laughs> dance. You gotta, you gotta, I need this experience. I know, right? Because I was going to answer what party was the best. There's nothing that's going to top that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Prom in a barn, that wins. Oh, man. So, Tyler, why is Paul throwing a pity party today? I wasn't, like, trying to throw shade at Paul or anything, but this first verse of chapter two, he's like, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united in Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any, and he keeps going, so you're like, any tenderness and compassion, then you make got, my joy complete by being like-minded. Like, oh man, what a grandiose. I see, I see what you mean. He's really throwing a pity party for himself, he's, isn't he? Well, or it could come across like he's got like this almost full joy and he's like, if you guys even have a sliver of that, mm. right? Is that how you're reading it? I guess so. That's how it came across to me when well, I was anything, reading it for the 18th he's the, time. He's the happier guy then. Make oh, my totally. joy like complete. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. He's like, hey guys, I'm over here really struggling. If you guys have any of this, complete me. I got gotcha. you. Because I look yep. at how much I'm struggling mm. over here and yep. I'm doing great, yep. kind of. Do you really think that's how Paul was sounding? What do you think, Melissa? I don't know. I mean, maybe just because I like have more of a positive outlook on life. Okay. (laughs) I don't think it's Paul like contrasting himself with the Philippians. He's saying like, look, if you guys have anything, like if you have any sort of encouragement from what Jesus has done, I I think this word is actually important. He says from being united with Christ, right? Mm -hmm. If any comfort from his love, if any common sharing. So again, like this unity type of language, united with Christ, common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. And so he's saying like, look, if you've got unity with Christ, you've got Mm -hmm. unity with the spirit and those things have been good for you, then why aren't you guys on the same page with your brothers and sisters as Christians, right? Why are you guys fighting as Christians? Why aren't you on the same page? And so that's what he's challenging to. He's like, if you appreciate this unity, then why wouldn't you want that unity in your life too? So it's mm-hmm. not that he's like really throwing a pity party so much as he's kind of calling them to something. Calling some, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Trying to get them to come to the next level. For sure. But it's also like he's using positive language oh, in yeah. doing this too, you know? Yeah. And so he's encouraging them in it, but he's also calling them out in a way. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're saying like these are attributes that he believes that they do have. Yeah. Not that like 
he's implying that they don't have. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is the way I was reading it. <laughs> kind so of. So that's if any, just, <laughs> any. A, just a smidgen. It was I mean, just yeah. very angsty. I'm he knows sorry. that they have it because <laughs> you, you should know have my, it. <laughs> you know this about me. I know. Yes. He knows that they have it because they should have it. If mm-hmm. you have the spirit, if you have Christ, these are things you should have in your life. Right. And so he's expecting a positive response, mm-hmm. actually. He's asking these if questions, and he's assuming a positive response. And then he assumes then you should say yes to this last challenge, which is be like-minded. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll change it from a pity party to just a regular party. Perfect. For when Paul Sounds gets dance. I like it. Today, we're going to read the whole chapter once again. Mm-hmm. And the real takeaway for this week is this idea of servanthood and humbling yourself mm-hmm. so that you can become a servant and do it the right way, yeah. which Paul has done well. And become one with others. I mean, that's kind of the whole point, mm-hmm. right? It's like he's saying, you have unity with Christ, now become one with others. And the way you do that is through servanthood, through humility. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, we're going to read the whole chapter again. So for day 10, we're reading chapter 2 of Philippians. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky, as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, and I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. 
He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Well, today, I kind of want to look back at this week. You set it up well with the titles of each day's reading. It's People Over Position and Pride. The next day's Illustrations of Imitating Christ. No Grumbling, Honor Not Shame. These start to become a pretty good framework of how to be a servant mm-hmm. of Christ and how you're supposed to live. Yeah, I mean, this is really what the whole chapter's been getting at. It starts off with this instruction. In verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And then Paul points to how Christ modeled that. And then he gives us those instructions we read about on day 7. Don't complain, don't grumble. And again, it's because of this idea, like, you guys should be united, you should be one, you should have a good relationship. And then he sets up Timothy and Epaphrodite, as we've talked about the past two days, and how they both sort of modeled it. I mean, it's logistical information. He's saying, hey, these guys are going to come. But in the midst of that logistical information, he's showing how they've fleshed out exactly what he's been teaching. And so there's a really important reason why he talks about them right there. Well, and it's like a model for good leadership, right? Like you want people to be examples of the characteristics that you want to embody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you read between the lines of the logistics, Mm -hmm. you see the values that Paul has, but also these people that Paul has sort of raised up and served with. When we saw it with Paul from the very beginning of the letter, when he identifies Mm -hmm. himself as a servant of Christ Jesus, normally he refers to himself as an apostle, like that's the most typical title in all his letters. And here he doesn't even use it, partially because he's good friends with the Philippians and he doesn't need to like appeal to his apostolic authority to say, hey, you should listen to me. But he's saying, hey, this is the type of life I want you to live. So he identifies himself as a servant first. Hmm. So it's not about the title. It's about how you serve. For sure. That's good leadership. Yep. This is why we did the creative imagery like we did for day 10. If you go through the book, there's images of pottery, there's serving platters, there's all kinds of servant type of postures, Mm. because it is this idea of if we are to be great leaders, we first have to serve those around us. And there's this line from Paul, even if I'm poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Even if the offering that you're providing, even if you completely are poured out, you're completely spent, this is the purpose that you were meant to live, Mm -hmm. right? That's good. Yeah. And the funny thing is, before we went on the trip to Greece, we had already put these images in the book of pottery Mm -hmm. and service. And then when we were in Greece, one of the things we did was we made pottery. Yep which is used as a metaphor a lot. That's one way to describe it, I guess. Well, some of us made pottery and Brendan made made something. What was it? Chunks of clay. I think you called it Soldier Field. It looked actually a lot like Soldier Field. It did a little bit. Or an ashtray. Well, it could be used as that. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, Brendan, was this your first time like on... Uh, the potter's, potter's wheel, wheel, is that what you call it? Yeah. So, yeah, so it was my first time doing anything like that. And my last. No, Tyler don't say makes, last. I'm not going to spend money to learn how to do oh, something I'm really come on. We'll spend bad money at and don't you. care a lot about. Oh, and, you would be such a good potter. But I think like the more you work at it, the better yeah, you would I'll, get. I'll work at other things. <laughs> Wow. Well, did you learn anything from trying pottery about that metaphor of like, you know, Jesus being the potter and you being the clay constantly molded? Mm. There's a metaphor here of like good leadership, right? There's a reason he's the creator. (laughs) No, I'm just curious when you were actually trying to throw pottery on the wheel, did you learn anything about that metaphor? Was that more obvious to you why people would use that metaphor when it comes to developing leaders or developing people and character? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, that's one way you can take it. I mean, there's a reason why he's the potter and we're the clay, but he can make us into something special. And if you know, I'm trying to do it on my own, you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want my pottery. I don't know. What do you think, Melissa? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I think that people have to be, I guess, willing to be molded. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the clay was not <laughs> very yeah, willing for you. That's good, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, just sticking with it and mm-hmm. continuing to work alongside people that you either see potential in or yeah. that you just know, like, hey, I know that you're going to get it eventually. You yep. know, that's how I felt. I was rooting you on. Yeah. <laughs> the clay was not very adaptable. That's right. <laughs> So that's the thing about the pottery is I had done that before. You know, it's like muscle memory. It's just like anything. Mm -hmm. And I had felt the nuance of Mm -hmm. it. I had come out with something that's a little bit (laughs) less like soldier field. Are you saying yours was better, Tyler? I'm not saying it was better. It had a different function than than (laughs) Brendan does. Unique. It'll be worth money. Yeah, but that's just it. It's about practice. Mm -hmm. It's about muscle memory. It takes time to jump in. You're not going to be the best at it right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's exactly how serving is. Like serving is not something that comes naturally to us. Humility is not something that comes naturally to us. Because we're all about Mm self-preservation. This is what our society is about. It's me. I mean, look at social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all trying to promote ourselves in some way or another. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, just saying yes to it, mm-hmm. you know? Even if you feel like, well, I don't even know if I'm capable of doing what they're asking me to do or to lead and be a volunteer or to go with C&J and serve here. Like maybe you're scared to do it. You're scared to like take that first step. But I think sometimes when you just say yes to it, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes God's just asking for our obedience. So you just say yes to it. And then he supplies you with what you need. And Paul looks to Jesus for his example. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if we look to Paul for our example, look what he did. Oh, yeah. He literally just reached out to the networks of things that he was already good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he reached out and did what he naturally could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In developing leaders, yeah. in connecting with peers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He used his gifts to build up the kingdom and to establish the church. And he did it in a humble way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he did it in a way that was actually honoring to the cause he was trying to do. Yep. But it did take time. He demonstrates this, right? He shows humility, he shows service, but he also does it in the interest of others. And I think mm-hmm. in some ways that distinguishes him from sometimes the way we serve. I mean, what would we normally do? I think a lot of people at our church and our society do serve. Like it's a very mm-hmm. complex, like, so I lead a small group of senior guys and like they're serving everywhere <laughs> because they know they've got to put these things on their college resumes, right? Yeah, you got to sure. get all your hours. And we do this too. Like we give money to, or mm-hmm. we give, we're charitable, but it's so often it still is in my own interest. Right. You right? get like, a tax return, you get, you know, yeah. there's always something kind of you get back for Exactly. It. It's yeah. like this proud humility, this proud service that, yeah, I'm doing something good, but mm-hmm. I'm also getting something out of it. And it's it's true that like when you actually do something right. good for others, you often do benefit. It's like if, an intrinsic feeling, yeah. you know, like you feel good because mm-hmm. you're helping out these people. Yeah, but if you're doing it for the sake of right. yourself, like is mm-hmm. it in the interest of others or is it in the interest of yourself? And I think that's a real heart check we need to have. Like you go on a CNJ trip, God can use you and shape you and you need to say yes to those things. But also, you need to get to this point where you're not going on the CNJ trip for you and for the pictures and for the experience. Right. I mean, those are all awesome parts, and those are great reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. But like, we also need to realize, hey, we're doing this because we really care about these people, and we right. want to befriend them and learn from them and be the church with them. Right. And I think that's exactly what Paul's pushing us towards. It's like, if you want to have healthy relationships, mm-hmm. well, it looks like humility, it looks like service, but it begins with having the interests of others above yourselves. And when right. you have those interests, that's always the first step to building unity. 
So loving someone without expecting something in return. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. Like he loved us when we didn't love him back. He loved us when we hated him. He did everything out of the interest of us. And that's what repaired our relationship. That's why we have unity with him because Mm -hmm. he took that step first. We always want the other person to give in and say, you know, I've loved this person, but they haven't shown. So I'm going to wait. And Jesus says, no, like the way to fix your relationship is to be the one who says first, I'm going to look out for your own interests and then trust that later on that person might reciprocate. Yeah. So how do we do that? Like for real, like in real life, I feel like I ask that question a lot, Mm -hmm. but like, how do we do that for the people in our lives currently? There's a passage I preached at a wedding this past summer and it applies to all relationships, but the marriage relationship, especially, I love my wife with all my heart and everything, but it's so easy at times. Like everything. (laughs) Don't say, but. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like it's so easy to like get annoyed with the dumbest things mm-hmm. like totally and i've done the dishes every day this week and i'm mm-hmm. just gonna i'm gonna let them sit out because she hasn't done them and i'm keeping just, a list yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it's like well why would i do that like does that make my life better but why does that matter like if i really love her mm-hmm. you know then i'm gonna do this because i know it's gonna help her have a better day and if she has a better day right. then that actually helps our relationship get better I guess for me, when I am thinking about serving others or just a mindful attitude of what someone else needs other than like what I need, I begin to like shift my focus off the things that I'm struggling with personally, where I feel, oh, I'm feeling lonely or I feel, you know, like I'm struggling in this area. And then I start to realize when I'm trying to serve someone else or take them out for coffee or meet them somewhere or just ask them how they're doing, I begin to shift my focus off of like what I'm struggling with and like what I'm dealing with. And then I begin to realize that like, we're all in this together. We're all here to encourage one another. We're all here to walk through life together. So many of us like walk through our lives with the idea that we're the central character Mm -hmm. of our story, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we all do that, it doesn't go very well. Right. Because you never are able to empathize with other people's positions, right? Mm -hmm. Other people are just characters in your own story. Mm -hmm. But what does it look like to really think about somebody else Mm. and be like, what are they thinking and feeling? What's the context behind what they're bringing to this conversation? It takes a lot of self-sacrifice, especially acknowledgement in the moment that like, this is not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. This is what was cool about the person who taught us pottery, right? Yeah, You were able to talk with her a lot. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the most surprising things I think about when we got to go and do the pottery is the woman that was teaching us. Elena. Elena. Yes. She was just so welcoming and she did not care that Brendan hadn't touched a piece of clay before, you know, she was just... Maybe not even seen one. Right, maybe not. But she was so encouraging and she just wanted to like help us. And then even beyond that, she was asking us what else we were doing, if we had tried these places to eat or gone here. And it was kind of like we just got to build this relationship. Actually, I got to build this relationship with her while you guys were doing your pottery. Failing at it, yep. Yeah, sort, sort of, yeah. But it was just this neat moment where... It was kind of like, oh, we hadn't really been relational when we were in Greece. And so I loved like just getting to hear a little bit of her story and why she was doing what she was doing there. And she gave us like recommendations on what yeah. to do, like you said. But then she also was asking like why we were there. Mm-hmm. And we were able to kind of explain like what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we were even able to send her footage of mm-hmm. us making the pottery and stuff. Yeah, and it helped, she wanted helped that. her. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. 
again, it comes down to relationship. Right. And how do you put others first mm-hmm. and look for those opportunities? I think it's just this continuous waterfall effect. The people of Philippi are looking at the people that Paul trained. They're looking to Paul as the example, and Paul's looking to Christ. And I think if we continue this chain and we learn from the people of the first century and the church and the things that they've gone through, yep. I think there's a lot of ways that we can apply this to our own lives. Thanks for joining us today for the Journey Through Philippians podcast. To check out even more resources like videos from Philippi, children and family resources, and ebooks for all ages, visit our journey page at willowjourney.org. And follow us on Instagram at willowcreeknS. Be sure to share your journey experience on social media with the hashtag willowjourney. If you have questions or would like to learn more about the ministries of Willow Creek Community Church, check out willowcreek.org. We'll see you tomorrow.